0: Hi, I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Hi, it's Jake. If you're listening to this, I know you've seen the title of the episode, and that means you know who our guest is this week. Um, When she agreed to do the podcast, I truly, my jaw hit the floor. Um, She was so kind. This was such a fun conversation. I will say, because she is a fabulous icon, Luann was in Miami, and the Miami internet did I would say attack us. And so there are a few glitches here and there overall. It's fine. Like I'm just letting you know ahead of time. there's a few little bumps in the road, but I think they add texture to both Luann and my journey. Um, and I think that's nice. I wanted, I think that it's nice that there's an authenticity there. Um, but yeah, this is, I can't believe I got to have this conversation. Um, Luann was so fun. You know her from real housewives of New York. You know her from real housewives, ultimate girls trip. You may have drank her Fose, You may have seen her cabaret show. She is a New York icon. Um, she, we did this conversation, like, she looked so good on this Zoom, I cannot even tell you. I was like, how is this woman so stunning and so kind and so nice and so fun? Okay, I'm done. Please enjoy me going out with Luann De This show is all about going out. So, you know, bars, nightlife, restaurants, really anything that falls under that umbrella. So I guess I just wanted to start off by asking you, what does going out mean to you?
1: Going out means to me socializing, being with friends, you know, um, you know, having a great experience with either, you know, food and people and meeting people. And I'm very social, you know, I grew up with six brothers and sisters, so, so I love going out um, and I love being social. And um, so going out means an opportunity to meet new people, to have a good time, to socialize to, um, you know, get dressed, to impress, um, to wear fabulous clothes, like, you know, it's just so many reasons why I love going out.
0: That's, I, I love, I love, when you come from a big family, I come from a, big, from a big family as well, I think it really sets you up to, like, thrive and be comfortable in that, like, those sort of dynamics, like, being out in a group, everyone knows each other, has, like, relationships, there's a bunch of dynamics going on, but, like, it really, I think it just sets you up to kind of thrive in a situation like that, where there's, like, a bunch of people, you're out, you're having fun, and you kind of navigating that.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, teaches you how to, you know, socialize. I always say my family um, prepared me for the real housewives because, you know, you have to learn, you have to learn with uh, how to deal with a lot of different personalities. And, um, and so, you know, it was a great um, preparation for not only the housewives, but for life in order, you know, to deal with people, you know, know how to be charming uh, and get your way. Um, okay. So, I'm curious, you've lived
0: in New York for a very long time. And so, you know, looking at when you first moved here compared to now and sort of like all the time in between, how has going out changed for you?
1: Well, listen, I mean, um, you know, during the pandemic, obviously it was uh, it was not not time to step out. So. Um, but, you know, I didn't let that stop me basically, you know, I invited friends over that were, you know, that, you know, either were vaccinated or that were safe that, you know, in the very beginning that, you know, um, that, you know, we're washing, you know, our, our groceries. I mean, we were washing hands, we were using, you know, sanitizer. So, you know, for a long time, I was just, you know, laying low with my daughter, Um, so, you know, I think it affected, of course, our social lives tremendously and our connection to people. And I think, you know, everybody's got PTSD from this whole last couple of years. Um, but, you know, certainly, you know, I lived all over the world. I lived in, you know, Milan and then I lived in Switzerland and then I lived in uh, the Hamptons, New York city. Um, and so there's so many different levels of going out, but it's all, it's all means the same thing. It's really about connecting, sharing with friends. Um, you know, um, and so, you know, whether it's New York or Paris or what have you, I mean, the experience is different, obviously, because people entertain differently, people invite differently. Um, and you know, New York is about going to restaurants. New York is not about really entertaining at home. Um, it's more about meeting out, um, you know, uh, so it's a different, those are two, two different scenarios in my mind.
0: Absolutely. Um, what, I'm you mentioned you've lived all over the world. So what um what is your favorite city to go out in?
1: Um gosh. Probably Paris. Uh you know, I I love the south of France, so <clears throat> you know, um <clears throat> Monaco is amazing and um right now what's top of my list is is France. I was this past summer I was in I went from um Paris to Switzerland mm-hmm to central pay to Monaco to Positano Capri and then to Mykonos. <laughs> so um, I traveled quite a bit this summer because uh, it was so crowded in the Hamptons. I don't like to be in crowded places. I don't, you know, um, like too many people around. I'm not a club kind of girl. Um, I have more of an intimate setting and I guess that's why I do my cabarets. It's, it's a very intimate experience. And so I like, you know, dinner parties that are organized. I like, you know, um, cozy restaurants, French bistros and, uh, and, you know, a good beach party.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it makes total sense. Like even going back, you know, going out with a big family when you were younger and then into now it's like, it's all about having sort of like those connective intimate experiences and like cabaret is sort of like the most magical version of that was, was cabaret, something that you, part of your life when you were younger, or did it come in later? Like, when were you drawn to cabaret?
1: You know, I, um, you know, in Paris, of course, I've been to Toledo and all these kind of cabaret shows. I love jazz. I love lounge acts. Um, And so, you know, I didn't really know that I was going to do cabaret. I I just know I love to sing. I love to entertain. And I love to uh, tell stories to my friends. I tell jokes. I'm, you know, I'm I'm the girl at the jokes you know and so you know a really old friend of mine said to me Luanne you love to sing for your friends you love to tell jokes and you love to host people you're a cabaret star I was like really and 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 then I got introduced to a director and um he was a housewives fan so he knew about my life and so um so we put together a show like that I you know I didn't realize at the time there was a void for cabaret because really nobody's doing cabaret shows anymore you know you know Liza, Tita um, Rivera, you know um, all those you know Bette Midler, you know, all of those women that were doing shows like that are you know no no longer doing them. So I just somehow made a show that I wanted to do and it kind of somehow filled the void in that in that um, industry.
0: Okay, I remember when you announced that you were doing cabaret, I was like, oh, like that's such a beautiful space for like someone, you there isn't a, there wasn't a space yet for someone who like people know from television to go see and spend like what i love about cabaret nights is that it really feels like you get to like see how someone would host you in their home sort of you know like the stories the show but it is like obviously you're not in their home you're in like a a venue but the venues are also have this intimacy to them that is like it sort of exists in this like liminal space that for like that hour hour and a half whatever it is it's very everyone's sort of connected to the same thing and it's usually the host Right, yeah, right.
1: That's you know, it's a very personal experience. You know, you don't, you know, it, you know. Luckily, I have a television show that kind of supports that because people just want to be in the same room with me, and then you know, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, um, but then I deliver. You know, I when you come to my show, it's um, you know, I've got my director is Richard J Alexander. He's Kristen Chenoweth's director. He's Barbara Streisand's director, um, it's and. Amazing. You know, this is not just something that's thrown together. You know, my musical director is Billy Stritch, who's been with Liza for 25 years. You know, this is a professional uh, show that I work very hard on. And, you know, so it's, um, you know, and and the proof is in the pudding. I, you know, I've been on tour since 2018. I started, I did 90 shows in two years. That's Um, amazing. And I just started back for the holidays, the holidays show because i had my new christmas song that came out um written by you know Billy Stretch and uh, bruce roberts congrats and, on that uh, and you know shows in december before the other game and uh so i got i got a lot of shows in and i felt very fortunate because a lot of people did not um yeah so and now i'm i'm gearing up for uh shows and starting in april in new york city
0: oh that's so exciting i will be there first of all um Do you find yourself when you're not, when you're out, like with friends or with, (laughs) when do you find out when, when you're out with friends or with family, do you naturally often fall into that host role? Or do you think that's something you more step into when you're doing the cabaret?
1: You know, I, um, I know a lot of great hostesses all over and, um, so I love, I love to take the backseat and be entertained as well, you know, because I work hard at my cabaret and sure, that's that's a place where i'm the host
0: yeah um absolutely. but i
1: love being a house guest
0: <laughs> same it's like that's the thing is like if you're someone who knows if you know how to host if you're if you're good at it 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 makes it so much more special when you are being hosted because you have an appreciation for it and you like if you can trust that person to really do it you're like wow this is this is a night yeah. for me i'm feeling really taken care of yeah
1: exactly
0: what makes you feel what would what if someone was like, "How do I be a good host?" Like, what are some point tips, things you would say you got to do?
1: Um, you know, to be a good host, you have to be prepared. You know, mm-hmm. everything has to be so that you're relaxed and you're not rushing and running, and so every. I mean, it's all about the preparation. You yeah. know, uh, things that are easy to prepare and that you can serve on a dime. That's that's easy. Um. um uh, of course, uh, you know, being able to relax so that you can, therefore, be a good hostess with people, connecting yeah. people. Oh, did you know that Luann, you know, you know, so-and-so, and, you know, a good hostess is really on top of of the um, situation in terms of connecting people, uh, making everybody feel comfortable. Music is very important. Um, you know, when you walk into somebody's house and there's no music playing, it's all, you know, you're the first guest to arrive. You know, you yeah. got to set the atmosphere. You got to really set the tone. Preparation is all about that. Being organized. Um, having a glass of, you know, fose in hand or rose in hand. Um, and looking relaxed and like you're in control of the situation because that makes everybody at ease. You know what I mean? It's like totally. you know, It's like getting on stage for me. And, you know, and I'm, I forgot the lyrics to the song. You're not going to have the same experience as somebody who's on, you know, um, and ready to have a good time.
0: It's so true. Like if it goes, it trans, it translates through hosting in your home, hosting a party, being in a, working in a restaurant, being a performer. It's like that confidence that makes the guest feel safe is always so powerful, you know? Um, Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. I would love to hear what are some of your favorite spots for like a dinner or a night out in New York?
1: You know, I, uh, I tend to go to a lot of the same places because, you know, when I find something good, I tend to just go there. Same.
0: Totally. <laughs>
1: I'm the same. So, you know, not that I don't love new restaurants and stuff, but, you know, I love really good Italian food. I used to live in Italy, so I can't eat the Italian-American situation. So, you know, <laughs> my, um, Bella Blue is one of my favorites on 70th and Lex, um, uh, which is great Italian food. I love Avra. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the connection
0: amazing Uh,
1: you know i love uh bill bouquet because it's fun and it's french and everybody speaks french so i get to talk i get to speak french um you know those are some of my kind of go-tos in new york and um let's see what
0: else? It sort of sounds like you use New York restaurants to kind of check in on the places you love around the world before, like, in the meantime, while you're not able to go visit them, you know? It's like if you're craving yeah. a little bit of Italy, you're going to, like, a very authentic... Uh,
1: and Caravaggio is also very uh, beautiful. Yes. Authentic, you know? Of course, the Mark Hotel is fun, the Carlisle, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Did you... I'm curious... I'm curious about... Over the years of doing the show, was it? Did you get you good at like making it fun? Even though there was like a full crew there, and like you have all these dynamics going on, was it like did, was it a learning curve to be like, how do I still go out and enjoy these nights out with like a full TV show happening around me?
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, for me, it's I, I just forget the cameras are there. Yeah. You know, I don't pay attention to the cameras anymore after the first couple minutes. It's like okay, whatever. And, um, but sometimes, you know, it's difficult because, you know, uh, especially during COVID Mm -hmm. because there's no other people around to like get that energy of like, we're actually out in a restaurant because there was nobody there. (laughs)
0: Totally.
1: Um, So a lot of the restaurants were, you know, giving us, you know, a place to film and, and work and, and, you know, and they were thrilled because they got to serve some people some food, you know? Absolutely. Um, you know and of course it was heavily you know uh heavily um with the covid thing all the restrictions were you know had to be in place etc but um yeah it's you know that was difficult because you know there's like no energy and people to bounce off bounce off of or there's no flirting with a guy at the bar there's no <laughs> door you know it's like the sex appeal just goes away and so you know in those situations of course it's much more difficult and in general you know we have to keep people away from the table because people want to come and we have a storyline to get to and we can't talk about it because somebody wants to come and say hello and so you know it, it it just depends on the situation but um But you kind of forget that the cameras are there and you just kind of go on with your conversation and your business.
0: I know. I love what you just said about, like, the fact that, like, the room gives, like, sex appeal. Like, every person that you don't know in a room is sort of, like, a a variable to bring in fun for the night. And I think that, like, I always think it's interesting when people, like, obviously there's, like, a certain allure to, like, a private room or, like, a VIP section. But I'm sort of like, no, like, throw me in with everyone else. I want to see, like... I, especially, especially at a restaurant, I don't want to be in the private room. I want to be in the dining room, and I want to see what's going on. I want to be part of that energy and that, like, communal space, you know?
1: Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I love to, you know, I love to sit at the bar with friends also. It's, it's it's a great way to, like, meet new people also, you know? Absolutely. If you're sitting at a table, you're not going to meet people at the bar, right?
0: I know, one of my favorites is I really love, like, a drink at the bar before and you meet a friend and then maybe you go have your own dinner with the group and then you go back and now you have the, you can go back to that friend or maybe meet them out later. And I think a drink at the bar before a table, I think is a move that people need to celebrate more in restaurants. Like the move of having a drink at the bar before you sit at the table so that you can like meet a new friend, have a conversation. And then maybe like you revisit that after the dinner. I think it's a move that doesn't get celebrated
1: enough. Agreed. Agreed.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I would love to hear more about, the um, Fose. It's, I've, the, the bottle is absolutely gorgeous.
1: Thank you. I, you know, I, uh, that was really born out of my own desire to have something, um, to drink that, uh, that was, um, you know, not full of sugar because you're at the, really at the mercy of a mocktail artist and they're not always good. Yeah. Not, for the most part, they're not good.
0: Yeah, truly. Um,
1: and, you know, I was tired of the, uh, the you know, and that kind of stigma surrounded by not drinking. And I was like, why isn't there a market that just comes ready to drink um, that, you know, looks beautiful and you could feel like you're drinking rosé along with everybody else? Um, and so that's where the idea was really born out of my uh, the necessity of not finding something you know my daughter and I weren't drinking and so so we um, we reached out to a couple of companies I started working with Kin who makes the, the the juice and you know what's great about this is it's not um, it's low calorie mm-hmm. um, it's it's um, it's filled with uh, beautiful ingredients that are you know healthy for you mm-hmm. like like grapes and um. Uh, 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 rosemary, uh, oak, vanilla. So we didn't take the alcohol out of wine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and do it like I wanted to build it from the ground up. I wanted to build something that could mimic wine, kind of tastes like wine, um, but but not be alcoholic. So yeah, it has no you know alcohol. It has sugar. It's in a gorgeous bottle. You know, you could sit this in a bath of. Different rosés, and you could be at a party, and you could pour yourself a glass, and nobody knows you're not drinking. So, it was really about the stigma around drinking, and the fact that there wasn't anything good that I liked on the market, Um, because I none of the non-alcoholic wines are very good in my opinion. So, I wanted to make something really tasted good, looks gorgeous. It's elevated and uh, it make you feel like you're, you know, you're joining the party. It's so
0: smart because it's like, the thing is, it's like what you're, you kind of really hit the nail on the head with. Sometimes the thing about it is you want the sort of ritual around having a cocktail, having a glass of wine and ordering a Perrier is just not going to do that. And it's like, it doesn't. And like, if you want to order a Perrier, God bless. But like, if you want that sort of ritual of like, oh, we're all sitting around and we have glasses of wine, we're all doing the same thing like you want to be part of that. And so creating something that the focus is about having that energy around it and that sort of theater around it. I think that like, yeah. that's something that's really easy to sort of write off as not important. That is actually hugely important. And I think it's really special to bring that in.
1: It's huge. Yeah. And you know, it's huge for people. It's not just for people that don't drink either. I mean, you could have a glass of Rose and have a glass of fose and hydrate. Um, I've given it to friends of mine who, you know, drink Yeah, and you know, after, free drinks they don't even they didn't didn't even realize they weren't drinking rosé it's really about having a glass in your hand at the end of the day
0: absolutely
1: and and you know so um so like I said it's you know it's for you know women that are expecting I mean for spas you know for people whether you don't drink for one day or for you know dry January you know it's a great um it's a great um um what am I saying it's a great um alternative
0: Yeah, substitute even. Alternative substitute.
1: to to you know to to drinking. And um and again, like I said, you know, you can be a drinker and you can have a glass of Fose and just, you know, not drink as much. And so I I say Fose all day because you can drink it all day.
0: <laughs> I mean that's the the joy of it. And I think that's also I think what that's also so great is this idea that it's like non alcoholic beverages are not just for people who don't drink. And it's like it's like, I, as someone who does drink and uh, like, I love the idea of being out and feeling like, oh, here's like a, here's an option that will feel like, it's not like a change from what I was doing in terms of like, if I was drinking wine, it's going to feel like I'm still drinking wine, but it's like, I just didn't want to get more drunk or I don't want to be drunk at all that night, you know? And I think like the spa is such a great example where I feel like that's such, yeah. You know, I have
1: to thrive, but it knows that I'm not drinking because it looks, so I made mean, word that color is perfection yeah the bottle like it is a bottle and it's delicious it is so good jake you're gonna love it and it's low calorie and it's filled with all these beautiful ingredients that make you feel good yeah so you know i give it to my daughter the first time to try when we got the first sample she's like mom are you sure there's no alcohol on here it really does a good job in mimicking was say, it a-
0: I'm curious, was it like a, was does like, um, the actual beverage itself, was that like a long process of like figuring it out or did you kind of, was it like a natural, I guess, how long was that process? Of well, being no. like-
1: well, the process is, is that we, we went back and forth on the yeah. taste and there's, two I wanted to have, uh, there's actually natural tannins in it. So, cause I wanted to have that grit, you know, like a, a glass yeah. of wine. We could- a little bite. So, yeah. Exactly. We went back and found days, and, uh, and really, I think now it's, it's perfect. And um, we're so happy with it. I mean, you know, I was with Lee Schrager. I'm in Miami right now. Lee runs the food and wine festival yeah, and he loves it. So, um, I was with Rosanna Scotto in New York. We were at, you know, at the restaurant and I brought it. Um, oh, that's another restaurant that I love. That's a lot of fun. You know, Scotto's.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So gorgeous.
1: So I was with, you know, they made it beautiful outside. You know, she's a good day New York host and um, she's a good friend of mine. She's like, look, this is so good. So, you know, I'm working now on, uh, right now you can get it at drinkfose.com, but I'm working on distribution with um, with some big companies and uh, it's exciting because rosé rose season is upon us. And now, again, this is not just for rosé season. This you can drink all year round. Yeah. You know, it's,
0: I've but, always been... I've always been a proponent proponent of year round Rose. Like I've always been like, there's nothing wrong with drinking a glass of Rose in the dead of dead of winter. Sometimes I want a little taste of summer and I think right. rosé is no different. I'm a very, I'm truly very, very, very excited to try it. Like I've had a lot of, I've tasted a lot of non-alcoholic wines and I'm so excited.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to hear from you. What, how, what do you think?
0: Oh yeah. You'll be getting an email. Absolutely.
1: Sending you a bottle, I think it's coming to you, no?
0: Oh, is it amazing? If yeah, please do. I will absolutely
1: check in with Claire because I think that um that we either are sending you a bottle, and if we are not, then um we will.
0: Okay, amazing. Wait, that's I'm so excited. I'm truly very excited to try it. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is like I guess I'm curious what has you excited? Now, obviously, Fosé is very exciting. But like when you're going out now, like in in 2022, when you're like planning a night out, what is like exciting to you?
1: Well, you know, planning a night out, sometimes spontaneity is always sometimes the better night.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel the same.
1: Sometimes when you plan too much, things go awry. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've been planning a way down here because I have so many friends in Miami um, and so the other day I went to pick up Joe's stone crabs. My girlfriend has bought the apartment of, um, of, um, oh my God. Uh, the designer. Uh, yeah, 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 what's his name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I went to buy Joe's stone crab. I ordered the stone crabs. I ordered some lobster me. rolls, um, And I brought it to their place. You know, they had everything set up. They invited some friends. Um, You know, just fun things like that. Like, you don't have to worry, hostess. I've got you covered on the food. I'm going to be the food hostess. Yeah. And she did everything else. And I brought all the food. And, and, you know, when it came time to eat, I set it all up for her so she didn't have to do anything. And the husband did the dishes. I was like, girl, you you got it all
0: Yeah. I love that. That's such a, that's such a good move is like, I'm covering a whole, like a whole category for the night. Like I got food and then like really splashing out on it. Like if, if someone told me like, Oh, Luann's got food and then you showed up with lobster rolls. I'd be like, that's a good move. Like she really did a good
1: uh, job. <laughs> lobster rolls. It was, you know, the stone crabs and all the dipping sauces and you know, <sighs> the cream on it. So, you know um, you know, it, it's nice when people come and they, you know, they, you know, being a great hostess too, is, you know, having good friends that are also, you know, you need a wingman, you know, when I invite people, you know, I got that girl who's sitting at the center of the table or that guy, yeah. you know, who's the party, you know, and he's got to go in the middle and then you work people around him. And, you know, it's about, you know, um, I guess, you know, knowing your friends, putting new people together with old friends, mm-hmm. um, and you know having you know beautiful food and of course a little Fosé.
0: <laughs> <laughs> never not without the Fosé. um as someone i feel like you're i you're the most jet-setted guest i've had on the show so far like it sounds like you've really been all over the world and gone out all over the world and so in light of having that sort of knowledge base what would mm. you say is like the distinctive characteristic of going out in New York? Like, what makes, what is like the special thing about New York versus Milan or France or Miami?
1: Well, you know, New York is just, there's so many interesting people that are doing so many interesting things. You know, in Europe, people tend to be more about, you know, the traveling and yeah. where we went for, what island we live on or, you know, uh, those conversations, as opposed to New York, where it's like, I'm making a movie. Yeah. Um, i a cabaret show. Uh, I'm an artist, you know, and I have a painting on Times Square. You know, it, it's such a melting pot of the most incredible people who are doing incredible, interesting things. Not to say Europeans are not interesting, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I, when I lived in Switzerland, I, I would go to a dinner party. If somebody asked me how my ski day was, one more time, I was going to jump into a <laughs> snowbank. Well, like, what else do you have going on? You know, I don't want to talk about what you had for dinner. I don't want to talk about where you're going next week or how many homes you have. What interests you? What makes you interested? You know, and that's what New York has that the rest of the world really doesn't.
0: There's no, it's like, there's no homogeny to fall back on and sort of just be part of the masses. It's like, if you want to keep up, you, ha- you have to have your own thing. You got to be what, yeah. What interests you? What are you doing? This city's hard to live in. So it's like, what is driving you to be here? I think is like, what's so special is like, if it's, if it's, if you don't have a reason to be here, get out. There's no, it's too hard.
1: Right. <laughs> people are in a mission, you know, in New York and people are doing things and you know, when I go to New York, I get, it energizes me. It's like, yeah. okay, now it's, I got to get moving. I got to, you know, I got to keep up and um and so i i think that w- that's what makes it really different from you know the rest of the world in in terms of great cities and you know just that you know the vibration of the move and the bustle and you know sure it gets tiring and you need to go on vacation but but uh, there's no place like new york
0: absolutely do you feel like touring the cabaret do you feel like you have to adjust it all or read the energy differently in the different places you're bringing it like is or people kind of showing up to it and like hopping on board with what you're giving
1: well you know people are there to see me you know they bought a ticket to come see my shows so you know uh and when I first started my shows my agent was like oh I'm going to take you to big theaters I was playing you know 54 below you know rooms like the Carlisle and you know for me it was small and intimate I said oh no I can't do this show with a thousand people two thousand people he said oh no you're wrong and you know he was right because for me whether it's 150 people or a thousand people it's the same for me you know yeah. i get more nervous because there's a thousand people than there is 150 people <laughs> you know when i show up my show's my show and um and you're in for the for the ride you know uh, so my so my director goes luan the world could explode and you standing here on stage and you say follow me come with me yeah everybody's going to be we're, we're gonna be all right we're, we're going to follow the countess you know so it's interesting because my fans are devoted they you know I, I always say i can trip and fall and they would say oh my god that was so elegant countess you know <laughs> to god they're so supportive i have so much love from them that it also takes away my fear when a, when a room full, full of people love you that much you know you you, you can't do anything wrong that's it's y- hard to
0: yeah, I mean, I as a comedian, I totally get it because it's like when, I mean, with comedy, like with me, it's a little bit different because it's more about like winning the room over. And then once you feel like they're on your side and they're supporting you, it's like, it's the most magical feeling in the world. And so to have that with your fan base already to be giving them a space to come and give you that is like amazing.
1: Well, you know, when you say that winning the room over, I have to do the same thing. You know, totally. my songs have to grab them, you know?
0: Yeah, you have to. It's true. I mean, and I guess that's that's nice to hear as someone who's already- You already have the following there. They know you and they love you when they get there. You still have to show them like in those first couple like minutes or songs like I got you. This is worthwhile. This is going to be good. Like you still have to win them over.
1: Right. And, you know, listen, if it wasn't good, I wouldn't be going back out on tour. You know, I I've done so many shows and all over the country and, you know, people talk, you know, they don't come to my (laughs) you know everybody's like that was so amazing so that's you know that's so great to hear and that's you know that's the, that's the point it's like you know otherwise you know if it's a struggle for me it's it's a passion it's something creatively that i love to do um that, you know, um, makes, gives me joy. So what can I say? <laughs> that's
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Is it, I, I, I find it so impressive how much you do, you know, you have the show, you have your show, you have the Fose. Like, are you just kind of bopping around life? And then when you get an idea, you're like, I got to make a call and make it happen. Like, wh- like are you just feeling excited and passionate about different things at different times?
1: You know, you no, know, it's, it depends on, on, you know, what, first of all, when I did my show and I had my first director in 2018, um, his mentor was Richard J. Alexander, who is the director of Barbara and, and, um, and Kristen Chenoweth, amongst many, many others that he's directed over the years. He, they call him the Diva Whisperer. And <laughs> so he comes to my show in New York and he goes, Countess, I was not expecting very much from you, but you blew my effing mind. And he goes, he goes you wear a dress like nobody I've ever seen. You're funny and you can sing. You're going to be a big star. Give me two weeks. And, and he found me my agent and, um, and that was that, you know, I feel like that opportunity was huge for me because I just was doing my thing. It was a small show in New York. And he was like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is like a big deal, you know? And so those opportunity that opportunity came to me. He changed my life of course, and made the show a live nation. You know, now I tour with live nation. Um, and so, you know, I just think that timing in life is everything. To be in the right place at the right time, to do what makes you happy, to be passionate, draws energetically people around you. And um, and you know, uh, I think it's just um, knowing what to, what gives you passion, what what you like to do. Yeah. Uh, is the
0: battle. It goes back to what you were kind of saying about a night out. It's like with life too, it's like you can't plan it too much. Like you have to sort of follow like the thread of what's exciting you, what's fun, what's feeling good. What like where in that is what's going to lead you to the best night out or the best life or career uh, or whatever.
1: I was just here that I know from Madrid. And she has a table for eight people at her house, right? And then she found out I was in town, but I'm staying with a girlfriend. So I'm not going to leave my girlfriend behind, yep. who's fabulous. She says, I only have eight seats at the table. Well, big deal. Because <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend is so much fun. And you know what? That's that's where you see the difference in people. You know, For me, it's the more the merrier, Absolutely. being gracious inviting you know um and so we didn't go to her dinner party and she missed us
0: yeah i feel that so it's like you have a chair pull up a chair (laughs) yeah i feel so similar are you what what sign is what sign are you if you don't mind me asking you're a Taurus. oh that tracks
1: Yeah. yeah i'm the leader you know it's like even when i was a kid you know I had a a girlfriend who had glasses and she was a nerd and she read books all day long and the kids used to pick on her. And so I'm like, don't even go near her, you know? Um, So I was always kind of like the, the leader of the squad, you know, everybody was coming to my house with seven kids. All the action was at my house, you know, and I had the neighborhood of girlfriends that were kind of the same age. We went to school together. And so all the activities were at my house, you know? And so it was like, kind of follow the leader, you know,
0: it's
1: funny thing. I guess it's a tourist thing
0: no i love it um well this has been so so fun i cannot thank you enough for doing this show um what i think i have two questions to just quickly finish on and the first is
1: you know that our show is airing right now the ultimate girls trip have you seen it
0: um i have i have uh seen the first episode
1: yeah anyway it's a great show it's on tuesdays on bravo um, where they take all different women from all the different franchises and send us to the Turks and Caicos. They're like, do you want to go for a week on vacation and get paid? I'm like, ah, oh, done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and so that's airing Tuesdays on Bravo. And so, I'm you know, and I'm, I'm happy. You know, New York Housewives is coming back. We're regrouping, and we'll be back filming soon. And um, so I got a lot of exciting things going on, you know, between the cabaret coming up in April and, and the Fose. Um, Perfect. Life is good.
0: I'm so happy to hear it, and I'm so happy for you, and I'm so excited to watch all these things. I'm going to come to your show, I'm going to drink the Fose and I'll be watching Girls Trip.
1: <laughs> awesome. And where do we see you, Jake? Where do you do stand-up?
0: I do stand-up all over Brooklyn, New York, and then I I do a little bit of touring here and there, but hopefully
1: more. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, life has been difficult with the touring thing, but... We're coming back. It's, you know, I think spring in New York is going to be like the roaring twenties.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I will have lots of Fose in hand.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
0: Um, all right.
1: Jay, did you have another question?
0: Um, I think we got it. I think that was, I, I was going to ask you what you were excited for next. And then you kind of said it all. So I think that was perfect.
1: <laughs> all right, darling. So nice to meet you. It was so
0: nice to meet you too. Have fun in Miami.
1: Thank you. I'll be back next week. And, uh, until then, we'll see you at, hopefully one of my shows in April. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Jake. Bye. Thank you so much, Luann. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Really appreciate
0: yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Congrats on everything. The success. The success is so exciting.
1: Thanks. You know, it's um. Now I just have to get distribution and get this everywhere. It's
0: going to be though. You I know, think the, it
1: will the, be. the whole point whole point is that I wanted to be able to go to a restaurant and go, oh, I have a fosé. You know, and they'll be like, oh, fosé. And then it comes in a nice bottle, and it's good, and people will be like, what? You know, Absolutely. that's the point.
0: Yeah, I'm going to post so, on the girls' trip. I feel like
1: everybody will want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I drink it on the girls' trip. I mean, I've done two. I've done the housewives sober, the girls' trip sober, and all the girls are like, you're much, so much fun. It's like, yeah, you can have a good time without drinking.
0: I know. You God, know? God bless. <laughs> but,
1: but it takes practice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to post about Fosé. I'm going to post about Fosé once I get it, and I'll I'll try it on my my Instagram.
1: Get to Claire and have them send you some Fosé.
0: Amazing. I will. Thank you so much, Luann. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seaside. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to VinePair co founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this
1: possible.